another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick and I'm here with Trevor. And on this podcast, we go through the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli one by one through the eyes of me, a Studio Ghibli fan, and Trevor, who's uh, who's new to the works of Studio Ghibli. So on this episode, we're going to be looking at the first real Studio Ghibli film, the first Studio Ghibli film that was produced um, since the production company was started, and that's Lapita Castle in the Sky, or just Castle in the Sky, because they... Did, 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 did you know about this, Trevor? Like, they got rid of Laputa because it's like, Laputa is like the whore in Spanish, you know? Yeah, yeah, I kind of read about that. Yeah, yeah, I read about that later. I didn't know prior, but I did read about that later. I was like, yeah. that's pretty funny. I mean, I think the name itself comes from the... Um, is it Jonathan Swift? Who, um, Gulliver's Travels. It's, it's from that book. And it's re- that's referenced in the movie as well. So it, yeah. it wasn't like his own invention. Anyway, let's get straight into it. Quick synopsis, it's about a young boy, Pazu, and a girl, Shita, with a magic crystal who must race against pirates and foreign agents in a search for the legendary floating castle of Laputa. Uh, There's a lot more to it. It's quite an involved um, sort of adventure story, but I'll assume anyone listening has um, seen this before. So I guess to start off from your perspective, so we started with Lupin the Third. Um, then we went to Nausicaa or the Valley of the Wind. How do you, how does this rate for you in terms of mm-hmm. a progression of Miyazaki's works and themes and um, artistry? Do you feel like this is a step up, a step back, or more in line with what um, he did last time, two years earlier? Ooh, Ooh that's a good question. Um, I definitely think it's a step forward from Lupin. Um <laughs> I'm conflicted whether I think it's a step forward from Nausicaa or or a step backwards. I think that if like you held a gun to my head and I had to choose right now, I would I feel a little bit just um feels very similar. Not so much like the story. I mean, other than the fact that it's another movie with a princess in it, but um like you've pointed out, there are certain tropes that are within these films and environmental concerns are one of them and then the fact that it has another princess but this one the story doesn't feel as tight as Nausicaa felt to me um I was more I was I guess I was more invested in those characters but in terms of the level of artistry in terms of the animation it's um right in line right that's interesting yeah you really took to Nausicaa and this is my second favorite um Ghibli movie Ever. So this is one of my all-time favorites, Castle in the Sky. Oh wow! Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's a. I think the story is one of the more. I mean, from a purely plot perspective, I think it's one of the more compelling like adventure um, plots that he sort mm-hmm. of puts to screen. It's like, you know, from the very start, it's like, bam, you're in this adventure, and it doesn't. Not that it's like a relentless pace or anything, but you know, it just moves so nicely. Um, it introduces, you know a crew of lots of interesting characters. I think the, I mean, the, the villain's not the most exciting person, but I feel like he, he's a quite enjoyable. There are very few unambiguous villains in um, Miyazaki's <laughs> oeuvre. Th- this one absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's more similar to, um, I guess, Lupin the third in that way. He, he feels like maybe a slightly yes. similar character, but um I think has more dimensions um, 
than whatever the name of that character was in that movie. I don't, I don't even remember. Um, yeah, but Bamuska here, I, I I quite enjoy as like a very like, you know, a bit of a mustache twirling villain to go against sort of these very chase guys. Like it, it's it's not as complex like um, thematically as um, Nausicaa. There's probably there's like less going on that level. Um, yeah. But just from like a really beautifully animated, fun adventure movie, which is a lot of what I want to get mm-hmm. out of um, movies, especially um, the Ghibli movies. I I absolutely love it. It's absolutely one of my favorites. Um, I just think it's such like a fun one, and it's probably the one I've yeah. watched the most after Spirited Away, and it it, it sits as my second favorite um, below that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in terms of it's definitely an, an adventure film. Like I felt that I just, okay. okay I'm going to kind of go back to what I meant by like, it felt similar to Nazca's. Like mm-hmm. we have this girl, and this boy on this journey. There's there becomes a moment where they have to decide to not be together anymore. And so then they, you know, go apart and then they come back together. And so it just felt like I was kind of watching the same movie in those aspects, but, um, very, very exciting, especially like I go apeshit for a film that has like a secret location. And so the fact that like I was living my best life watching the <laughs> island part when they finally got to the island, it just felt like it took forever for them to get to the island. And so, but yeah, I loved that moment. Yeah, I can say that. Um, obviously, the more you watched it, the, the quicker the movie moves, you know, for watching it for the first time, I'd be like, when do yeah. we get to the fireworks factory? Um, but we, we can come back to the island. Um, but didn't you, wouldn't you say that tonally the films are quite different? This and Nausicaa? Or did you find them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nausicaa is way more serious to me. And this one is not that it's not serious. I mean, the things that they're doing are serious in and of themselves, but this one definitely feels more like, um, it's not as, uh, what's that saying? It's not as like heavy handed in terms of pushing certain themes down your throat is Nausicaa, but maybe, and maybe that's where it feels a little light to me, Yeah, which maybe that's why some people love it more because it is lighter and it's not as um, serious tonally. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely a lightness to it. And I think that's sort of part and parcel with, with its sort of throwback qualities, like a very sort of old school adventure Mm -hmm. um, movie, which we don't really see Mm -hmm. a lot of, like that many of these days sort of like big budget sort of original adventure stories. Um, and, you know, the, obviously the things you can do with animation are, are quite amazing. Um, I said we'd come back to the island because I think that's that's kind of what elevates the movie for me. You can tell that that's where, mm-hmm. like, I mean, Miyazaki loves the adventure side of things, but he, I think he just likes creating really fun locations that you can sort of like, hang around in for a while and like the island like they just get there and they just kind of like wander around for 20 minutes and i think like that's my <laughs> those are some of my favorite sort of sequences in like all of the studio ghibli films because it's just so beautiful and like so detailed oh it's and, like, hauntingly beautiful so like unnecessarily specific like they didn't we didn't really need to see like these robots and like their bird friends and how they've died over time mm-hmm. and how like in most movies you'd just be like get to the part where they like blow everything up. But in this one, it's like, you, I mean, you, you can tell yeah. where Miyazaki's interests lie. He's not, I mean, yeah, he wants to 
you know, comment on um, like warfare and capitalism and like whatever Muska's into, but like, it's a lot more interested in just having these, um, you know, sweet children frolicking in nature and wondering why the world is so messed up. Like that's kind of, that's where he, where he lives. And I think a lot of those, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it more probably when we discuss our favorite sequences and scenes, but um you can tell like just like the level of detail and um specificity of those scenes that's kind of what he's been sort of waiting to get to that that's the, that's why he's sort of interested in these stories cuz it's like a completely new world that you can just like chill in for a while what did you think of those scenes did did, did you also find them um as enjoyable as i yeah that's definitely like my favorite part of the film when they finally got to the island and it was just like you said a lot of the films don't take the time to I guess set set the I don't know the tone tone's not the right word I'm looking for but like kind of set the stage for this new setting and I loved that moment and I loved them exploring this like completely almost forgotten world an empty world I also just have this intense fascination with um, abandoned places because uh, they have this very um, anachronistic quality of like they've been suspended in the time in which they were abandoned. And so there's this, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a weird nostalgia feel. I think you already kind of touched on that, but it's, but it's also like this lost nostalgic feel. Um, and so I was really enjoying that. And I also, I, I thought it was fun, a little throwback to Nausicaa, like the, the little spider foxes. I thought I whatever the squirrel foxes squirrel or fox, whatever the yeah. little thing was. <laughs> a spider fox. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I think <laughs> spider fox. Right. Yeah. No. Um, but I, I thought that was fun. That was like a little wink. And so I liked that. Um, but no, it's like, I'd also like, I got like those, I mean, an obvious feeling would be from the, the Lapitan robots would be like the, reminding me kind of of the iron giant. Like he walked up and like, and I know that Iron Giant came out later. And so that's what I was like, oh, this is cool because I never would have known that. But like him going and stop not stepping on the birds or saving the bird's nest, I loved that. Is that, does that happen in Iron Giant? I've never actually seen it. I just know like what. No, I mean, I'm, like. no, but the Iron Giant's like the, he's like a, big what do you call giant. it? He's protective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big friendly kind of giant kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, not that, but but also like can destroy when he's provoked and same with these big scary monsters as well. I mean, robots as well. So, yeah. One of the other things I enjoy about these sort of new worlds that Miyazaki makes is that he never really goes to great lengths to explain why things are the way they are. He kind of just like, yeah, here's a bunch of robots. Oh yeah, you can kind of do like magic in this thing. Yeah, the crystals can kind of do whatever. Like, it's just like a lot of weird things happening and you're like, oh. Yeah, like no explanation. And the robots can fly just cause and like the robot can shoot things. And like, <laughs> like I love that it's not like, there's not a scene with like some scientists explaining like the mumbo jumbo behind why this, yeah, happened, yeah. you know, cause we're not supposed to know it's and eventually it well, all explodes the, anyway. Yeah. All we know is that there's well, enough. One of, like, one of the best things about sorry. film. Well, one of the best things about film is like, show me, don't tell me. And so I don't need you to sit down and hold my hand and explain anything, everything to me, obviously the key plot points and things like that for sure. But show me, don't tell me. And I love that about his films. But it also allows the Island itself to have like, to keep that enigmatic quality that it sort of has throughout the movie. It's not like we get there and it's like, Oh, the Island is explained. 
Um, it's kind of like for oh, sure you leave and then like in it blows up at the end and you're like, what was that weird place? You know, it, it kind of keeps that like childlike, <laughs> you know, idea of not understanding the world entirely. It's still like, oh, what was that? There's still like that kind of awe and secrecy to, we know enough to know why it, that society didn't work, you know, cause they were, I don't know we're using, mm-hmm. I don't really know how, you know, they were using like the, the powers for, for bad instead of good. Um, and they just kind of like mm-hmm. chilled to earth somehow. I don't know. They just like jumped. I don't, you know, that again, like that's not really explained. Floated <laughs> on down with little crystals. Again, it doesn't really matter. Like no one, no one really needs to know more. But yeah, I just, I just love how like weird and random, like the robot and everything on, on that island is. Um, so I think you were implying before that you maybe related a little bit more to, or you were more engaged with the plight of the characters in Nausicaa. Is that what you were saying? than in this movie yeah do you want do you want to talk a little yeah, bit about the characters here and how you felt they were um, presented and drawn well i guess that was for me it was just like the same kind of character beats and i liked i liked nasca as a character more because i felt like she was a stronger female character and had a lot of more on like autonomy and she was driven by herself rather than more so relying on the boy so it kind of felt weird for me not that that, that those things don't happen in life but it was kind of weird for me that the, the progression for a Miyazaki film would be to, I don't, I don't know, not to kind of go back on that. And so um, I just didn't relate to, is it Shita as much? Um, Not that I would relate to her, but, um, and yeah, and I guess I just didn't, there was not a character that I felt super connected to. Like we kind of, I mean, we talked about this in the last episode, but even just watching that movie where there was, I thought a pretty pr- profound statement that there are that no one was like a, a straight out bad person. Um, we had some people that did some bad things, but there wasn't like a clear cut antagonist. Like people were all doing things because they thought that that was the best thing to do. And this one definitely kind of found itself falling back to a more flat character to me of like this villain who just wants power and wants the stone and, it kind of felt like Lupin the Third again, and then, um, no offense, I found it so predictable when like the pirates weren't bad people, and so I kind of was just I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. But um, but it was a fun beat, and it provided comic relief, especially when they needed help and things like that. So I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't dock them points for that. But I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cheetah is not as strong a character, like in many ways, as Nausicaa is. Like Nausicaa's like a warrior princess who's loves animals. Like mm-hmm. you know, she's just like pretty perfect as a character. She, but I feel like Sheeta gains strength throughout the movie, like strength in her in herself. Because mm-hmm. like she starts as like you know a normal young girl who just has been living in the village and hasn't need to sort of run from pirates and the army her whole life. And yeah, I guess in the beginning, Pazu is sort of there to sort of help her and protect her. But I feel like she sort of comes into her own especially when she's sort of separated from everyone else. And she's, she sort I of agree. Makes, she makes the decision to send Pazu away because she, she doesn't want him to have to be caught up in this. So she takes it all on herself and she, and she like um, goes up against um, Muska at the end, even while he's like shooting at her and he's like, that's very true. And she's like, kill me, whatever, but you're not going to like, I'm going to take you down with me. Like she's, <laughs> I think she becomes like, yeah, when I, when when I think of her, I don't think of her as a super strong character. But watching it again, I'm like, oh, she really 
she does um there's growth find a lot yeah, of strength there is, yeah you know and and she's like she's she's not really a damsel and you know, even like when she's like on the like the sequences where she's sort of um getting closer to the dollar gang when they like sort of all band together towards the end you know she's like i'm you know i can do anything you know i'm you're a girl dollar i can i can do this i'm gonna i'm gonna cook i'm gonna clean i'm gonna do lookout i'm gonna do whatever you know she she was sort of down for everything so i don't think she she um came off as like a weak character i think i mean part part two i mean i i don't i don't think it's any less and interesting than asbel or whatever the guy from <laughs> nausicaa um is called i think that the, yeah i think part two has slightly more shades than the character the similar character in nausicaa because he has a little bit more time and we sort of we're sort of with him more from the beginning it's funny though because we watched the um japanese um subtitled english subtitled version which i don't think i'd ever watched for laputa which is it's very interesting because i'm so used to because in the english dub it's like anna paquin and james vanderbeek as the main characters <laughs> and she, that's fun <laughs> it is but her her accent is so inconsistent throughout the whole movie that it always i i find her character especially annoying because she's like sometimes new zealander sometimes she's american sometimes she's like british and then there's just like James Vanderbeek sounding like James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Although Mark Hamill as Muska is very <laughs> fun. Um, he, that's a, he's the best part of the English job. So here it's like, oh, I, I kind of miss how annoying I found Shooter and like how fun I found Muska. Um, but no, I, I do think <laughs> I do think it's good to always watch it. And also, like one other thing, this is this is not for you because obviously you didn't really you only you've only seen it um, in the Japanese, but the like the element of the crystal i think it's called like volucite or something or i, I don't know I've, i have written down it i don't recall exactly how it's pronounced where it's ethereum in the english dub which sounds a lot nicer than and sounds more mystical than volucite or something which sounds just like an actual like <laughs> chemical or something i wonder why they changed that like i think cuz ethereum sounds a lot you better know, like i wonder why yeah <laughs> also in the english more pleasing dub, to the ear i think i'm Joe Hisaishi re-scored the English dub. The The music in the English version is actually a lot better. It's a lot more consistent with what comes later, which is that sort of sweeping traditional score. I still think the music here is quite beautiful. Well, now I want to watch the English version. Well, yeah, do it. I, just for the novelty of, like, hearing the various voice <laughs> actors. Um, yeah, I, I would I would never say, like, to people don't watch, because that's how I watched all of them the first time, because they were on, like... Um, on t- I watched them all on TV, like late at night on whenever they were mm-hmm. on. Um, but thing they do definitely sort of like change things, and like um, it's always good to see what the director and the writer sort of wanted you to hear in the first place. Well, okay, so let's get to um, our favorite scenes and sequences. What would you say was your favorite sequence? Oh no, sorry, favorite shot and or favorite sequence they could be part of the same thing did you have a favorite shot or sequence um we we pretty much already touched on it but the build-up of finally getting to Laputa and then um the old the old like rusted uh, Laputan robot um I thought that was just absolutely gorgeous and you like you said just walking through the entire island city in the sky was just beautiful and it finally was like oh this pays off thank thank god we're here all right <laughs> how about you wasn't that boring <laughs> um no and, oh, i don't i don't hate <laughs> this movie it's just not as my favorite and yeah to get back to what you said about like the 
I also have the same fetish of like abandonment porn, like just like those old oh. cities that where you can like see the potential of what could have been, and you're just sort of like you know everything or everything's slightly underwater or you know you can sort of mm-hmm. yeah I I love it mm, just so many different aesthetics in one uh, yeah I mean I to be I, mean, I I couldn't really say anything <laughs> other than um, basically the first ten minutes of them arriving on the island like that whole series of scenes full sequence. Um, is sort of mm-hmm. what, what oh, I yeah. enjoy. The, what I enjoy the most about this movie, and you just sort of like soak it up. Like there's like the little things that are in the water, little like weird beaver creatures, and then like yeah, the the bird's nest, and <laughs> yeah, and like 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 I was saying, and like we already discussed, like like I was saying on Nausicaa, he's so strong at telling stories just visually, like just seeing the series of robots sort of rusting over time. I mean, I think they do comment on it, mm-hmm. but even if they didn't, you get such a sense of what has happened to this place um, since humans stopped like screwing around um, and let like nature take hold. And it's, yeah, so many beautiful sequences there. My favorite shot, I, I wrote down two. There's like, because I've seen like so many trailers of these, like it's kind of hard for me not to like, Oh, like that. Oh, that's a trailer shot. That's a trailer shot. So, and that they're the, they're the scenes that stick with you because you've seen them the most. <laughs> but I think there's like a shot when they like first arrive on the island, and then they sort of like run out to the edge, and then like you can see sort of like the the camera sort of pushes in, and then you can sort of see the enormity of Lapi to sort of like reveal itself beyond like the ledge that they're on. That's like a very beautiful scene, mm-hmm. even though it get, it leads to like the very stupid scene of them like like holding hands and running around on like the ledge and almost falling off like into oblivion because they're stupid children. <laughs> like, I don't, do you remember that? Like you might not, it might not have registered with you, but they're just like holding hands, skipping yeah. around, like throwing each other in circles and like almost like dying because they're so happy. There's another well, shot. Well, I had so many moments in it where I was just so afraid of them falling. Like I just was completely scared the entire time, especially with Pazu when he was like on that thing and it kept breaking and I was just like I'm too stressed I can't watch this you should know that like every character in a Miyazaki movie has like can't break bones at all like they're like invincible basically um, <laughs> they can just run and jump on everything and they won't die uh the, the other shot that I had it's like it's a lot more subtle but it when it's when they're in like the greenhouse you know how like they're under the trees and everything but then you like there's like a shot from the outside that sort of shows that it's like glass on the outside but um there's like a greenhouse on the outside, but from the inside, it kind of looks open. And there's just like one high shot that sort of looks in from like the window in the greenhouse, looking down at the kids. And it's just like, it's like maybe my favorite shot in the movie. It's just such a beautiful um, shot. Also, there's like a shot where there's like some explosions happening on the island. And then all these sort of flamingos are sort of flying away in the in the background, in the foreground. Um, Sheeta and Patsu are sort of running towards the camera. That's I, I could just name shots from like that whole sequence, like for the entire time. But, <laughs> you know, we've got to get on with our lives. Love we have it. other things happening, you know. Okay, so out of ten, just for the movie, w- what have you rated this? Um, I'd give it a seven. Like I would. We're not friends anymore. I would. <laughs> I kind of felt like that was going to happen. Um, you know, I'm more harsh with my critiques, but I, I would give it a seven in that. I would definitely not not soon by any means, but I would definitely watch this movie again. And I think I should give it another try because the more that we've talked about it, the more I'm kind of like falling in love with it. So yeah, and watch it again in English for something a bit different. Um, I'd give it mm-hmm. a nine out of ten. It's just yeah, it's 
Ooh. absolutely one of my favorites. Um, I just, yeah, I love so much about it and I could, I could watch it so many times just for like the visual details of the world. And like, we, I mean, we didn't really have time to discuss it, but just like the weird town that Pazu lives on where like, in between like the cliffs and like all the buildings sort of built into the side of the cliffs. Like it doesn't make sense as a town to exist that way, but it's just like such a beautiful um, visual creation, all of these various towns and like the giant castle that gets blown, like, not the castle, like the, the fortress that gets blown up that's sort of on the water. And yeah, all these different completely new locations that feel, um, they feel like they belong in like an old fashioned adventure novel but they also look like places I've never really seen before so it has like that quality of sort of like something fresh but something very sort of comforting as well um yeah I just love everything about it the music the the plot the way it moves the animation um it's not the most it's not the deepest of them by far um and it's not it doesn't have as much to say as Nausicaa but I enjoy spending time in this world more um, just cause yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. bit lighter as well. We didn't really talk about, um, yeah, the, the, it has a bit more of a sense of humor about itself. Like basically the pirates are all sort of comic relief without Dola becoming like, I think Dola mm-hmm. is like a fairly strong character. I mean, how often do you see like strong, like fit older women characters who are just like, obviously like the true. smartest people in the movie. Yeah. There are more Dola's in the Miyazaki canon you'll you'll find but um she's like <laughs> she does stand out um she's got her sort of like funky hairdo yeah no I like her um yeah we didn't really even talk about her what do you think of her what do you think I of her agree. no I can well, literally exactly what you just said very very strong I mean she's like the the matriarch they're like a pirates but there's a the mother is in charge it kind of reminded yeah. me of the goonies <laughs> and I was like ooh, I kind of love that um but yeah yeah, there's no patriarchy there. Uh, well, I mean, there is in the rest of the world, but not in mm-hmm. that boat. Um, I don't know why their ship shaped like a chicken. Like, who who thought that was a good idea? Anyway, uh, <laughs> like, there's like this giant Goliath thing, and then it's like, oh, we're just gonna have like a chicken. I do love the design of the ship um, and the sort of hominess <laughs> of it all. Not so much the creepiness of like the other pirates, like wanting to spend time with Sheeta. Did did you get a bit like weird? where they're like, she's like cooking for them and they're like bringing her flowers. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like 14. I don't know how old she is, but that was a bit like, yeah, she's like, oh. yeah, severely adolescent. I guess they haven't really been around a woman who's not their mother. Um, but still it's, I'm like, Oh, this is, I mean, it's played off as comic relief and it's not like, it's not too disgraceful, but it's just like, Oh, that's, that'd be weird. I feel like in a movie these days, you wouldn't have like the pirates hitting on this, 14 year old girl yeah it didn't age as well as it as maybe they hoped <laughs> no but um yeah I, I think the animation still very much holds up um and everything else about it i think is very oh, um, yeah very still very watchable and like still sort of quite amazing visually okay let's get to our other elements of our rating so rating these five criteria out of two so that in the end of it we'll have a score out of 20 for the whole thing so let's start with strong complex female characters what what did you give that out of two i gave it a two i gave it a two and it, it, like you said uh 
maybe not as strong as Nausicaa, but there was definitely growth. And then you touched on the mother, like the pirate mom. It was very, I liked that aspect of it. So too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if there wasn't dollar, I might give it a one for like, you know, like Mm -hmm. a pretty strong um, character in Cheetah, but like dollar sort of rounds it out. And literally there's probably only one other female character in the movie, which is the um, wife of the, the boss that sort of hides um, Sheeta and Patu. <laughs> and, you know, she, she seems pretty fun too. So she seems pretty strong. So there we are. Three strong characters in different ways. Um, yeah, so I, I also gave that a two. Uh, environmental concerns. Um, what did you give that? Um, I gave it a... This was kind of this one was kind of hard for me, and maybe I'm on the fence. Maybe you can convince me otherwise. But I, I gave it a one... Because I do believe that there is some environmental concern. I guess I'm just comparing it to Nausicaa. Like, it's not as heavy-handed with environmental concern. But there is this, and it feels like the concern in this one is more so about um, the people. Like, not using this technology to rule the world and rule people. It didn't really feel like it was much, it was so much about, like, you know, ruling nature. And so I felt like it was more concerned with human beings rather than, like, everything. But, I mean, it's still there. Like, I feel it in... I feel it in the anachronism of of Lapita. Like I, I, it has echoes of it. So I give it a one. How about you? Yeah. No, I'm I'm not going to convince you otherwise. I also had one. Um, it's the movie is not about that. Whereas lots of Miyazaki movies are strictly about that. So that that's why it gets a one. There is there is a bit of yeah. I mean, yeah. Like Lapita itself. That's sort of all about kind of that man versus nature. Um, and you know what happens when nature is sort of left to its own devices and is allowed to flourish. That's all, that almost exists as sort of like a visual counterpoint to what the villain characters are sort of trying to um, achieve. And like, it's, it's definitely there, but it's not for the first two thirds of the movie. There's no real sense of, at all of that, that being something significant. There's like a little bit, you know, they're listening to the rocks mm-hmm. and everything. And like, there's like a little bit of that, but there's so much happening in the movie that there's no real time to sort of, um, have that as like a major um, thought on the film's mind. So yeah, I also gave that one. Um, what about uh, prevalence of flying machines and flight? Definitely. I give it a two. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they had to get to Lapita somehow. I don't think there's much more to say about that, but. Yeah. I mean, but also like this, there's, there's flight in, in many different ways. There's even following the sort of like doves, being let out of their cage and sort of watching them sort of go through the town as it sort of introduces this town that Patsu lives in. There's like the weird glider that they go on to, um, which sort of becomes disconnected and lands them on uh, Laputa mm-hmm. and how they escape as well. And then there's the these sort of, thing. yeah, the weird sort of, that's like, that's like a suicide mission. It's like, yeah, go into this thing in the middle of a storm. We're just going <laughs> to yeah, chill. Absolutely not. Do our bidding for us. Um, yeah, and then of course the two competing massive um, flying machines, um, and I guess the robots can fly as well because <laughs> because why not? They have like these weird gel um, things that yeah, they're magical. I don't know, can't be explained. Uh, yeah, so two for me as well. What about um, the power of love as sort of like the most important thing? I gave it a one for like a little bit. I feel like people, I mean, I feel like Pazu and Shita grow to care for each other and but i didn't feel like that well okay now i'm i have a hard time choosing because now i'm now i'm realizing like 
there's a lot of love in giving up Lapita so that they can protect the rest of the world. So there's like a good concern for humanity in general. Uh, but I'm still going to give it a one. Yeah, I, I'd also give it a one. I think, I don't remember exactly the speech she gives to Muska at the end, but I feel like she basically says, you know, you can't live without love. Or, it, there's something there's, there's something like that before she decides to, yeah. you know, explode the world. There, There is that. I'm still giving it a one just because, <laughs> again, I don't really think that's a thought that's there, you know, at the forefront of what the film's trying to do throughout. Like, in, in the background, that, that might be the end. I mean, that might be the overall, the overarching theme of the whole movie, but it's not, <laughs> except maybe in that final scene, I don't think it's really hit upon um, too strongly. So I'm, I'm, I'm still going to give that a one. Um, and finally, um, the prevalence of things relating to water, like boats, islands, rivers, etc. What did you give that? I gave it one, just like a little bit. I don't really feel like it was that prevalent. Yeah, I was going to give it a one, but I might give it a zero. It's not, there's like little, um, you know, there's like a little bit of water in like on the island, but no, it's not, I I don't think boats or rivers or islands are are, are very sort of, um, uh, again, I keep saying at the forefront. I don't know why. That's not a phrase I ever use. Uh, I don't think that's um, (laughs) a a super major part of the movie. So I'm going to give that a zero. So... What what did you give it do out it. of twenty then? If we Let can me do, do some quick math, quick math. Yeah, I know. some fast math in my head. I'll, I'll put on some um, music. I gave it a fourteen, I guess. Okay, now I'm, <laughs> I'm I think I gave it fifteen um, out of twenty. So that's mm. yeah. So this this was sort of a a step down for you from Nausicaa, and I think I enjoy mm. this movie more. But I mean, it got less points in this stupid schema that I um, made, made up and probably didn't put enough thought into. Well, um, I think I gave I 16 mean, to Nausicaa and um, well, I mean, like, 15 to this. But that's not the important part. This is just like a fun extra. It's a way for us to discuss it in more detail rather than yeah. just being like, so what did you think about the movie? Um, okay, so <laughs> did you have any other things you wanted to say about it before we wrap up? Um. Oh yeah, my one last thing, and it was what my comment before I rudely interrupted you earlier was, I just got so sad for like the left behind robots on this island, <laughs> and I just found it sad. So that was my my one big comment. They were living fine without. I mean, they're going to die yeah, and like rust just, and stuff. It's, but... it's lonely. Maybe it's the pandemic that makes me feel this <laughs> way, but it just seemed lonely. It's like, oh my god, they don't have up to twenty friends that they can talk to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, yeah, my, I guess my final thought is lonely on the island. My last, I guess, my final thought was the ridiculousness of that fight where they like keep bursting their shirts open because of their muscles being so rippling. You know, the, between like, oh the yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That's a great scene. I love that scene. Okay, um, well, this was fun. Um, let's chat next time when we discuss my neighbor Totoro. See you then. Let's do it. See ya.